Hi everyone. Today we have Kushbu Vaidya as our guest. She is a STEM career consultant, speaker and founder of Boarding Pass for Success. Being an engineer herself, she takes initiatives to inspire students on how to develop application-based approach towards engineering and has conducted seminars for over 4000 students. She is our first non-DJI guest and this episode we talked to her about experience of master's program in Canada. surviving layoffs and starting a new job in canada her idea behind helping students with boarding pass for success benefits of insights from people in the field while seeking career growth and a lot more so let's dive into this episode and know more about kushbu and her journey We are three friends who are talking and learning from interesting people working in various industries, sharing their stories and journeys so far. These are your hosts, Hiloni Bulader, Atit Kothari, and Tapan Desai. And this is What the Hat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes. So today we have with us Kushbu Vaidya and Let's deep dive into her conversation and know more about her journey. So, uh, let's flash back in time and let's go back to the beginning. Probably after engineering, uh, you chose to do your masters from Canada at that point of time. Probably twenty twenty thirteen two thousand twelve. Yep. Yes. yes. So, what made you choose the masters program in Canada and specifically in like University of Waterloo? Yeah, sure. Actually, it's very interesting. Um, actually, uh, so while I was doing doing my undergrad, I did my undergrad in EC from Ahmedabad, and all my friends were preparing for GRE. So I was like, okay, I also prepare for GRE. All right, let's we'll see. You know, if I want to go abroad or not. So I gave my GRE, I gave my TOEFL exams, and then I researched into the US universities, and I'm like, oh, this is way too expensive. I don't want want my parents to spend that much money for me, and uh, Uh, actually so that was a thought process when i was you know thinking about all of these different things um, and uh, i think at one moment i also started exploring about canada as well and i started looking into uh, these universities and there was this talk by stephen hawking in university of waterloo so he used to do it like twice every year so i was like this is fascinating what university is this and i just explored and i saw uh, they have different uh, co-op programs and even the founder of blackberry he graduated from university of waterloo as well and i think during that time blackberry was like a trend right everybody used to use bbm and was in that phase so it's like this is cool uh, i want to study in this university and i want to work in blackberry and uh, so i think uh, also during that time i was also teaching uh, in um, svnit surat as i was teaching the subject digital signal processing so um i from the beginning i was always you know into the idea of talking to students and researching about universities schools helping them out uh and i applied for university of waterloo and i was like i'm either going to this university or i'm not going to canada i mean this is the reason why i want to go to canada if not i'm still going to continue my uh, job here in svnit maybe do masters here phd here maybe go towards the way of becoming a, becoming a professor and i just applied to one university which 
you know, I would advise all of you out there, the viewers who are applying, do not do that. I had a backup plan that if not this, then that. But it's always advisable to apply to at least four to five universities, as you guys must already know it. So I think that was the reason I actually chose University of Waterloo. And I came to Canada in December 2012 because my oh, term was going to start in January uh, 2013. I came in the winter in day. And uh, I think the day I landed was 24th of December, which is like Christmas Eve. And like there was no one in the city. And I was like, okay, where am I? Coming from like a city in Gujarat where you see so many people around even on holidays, especially on holidays. I was like, okay, where am I? So I think that that's what that's how it all started. I came here and uh, uh, that's how I also selected my university that, you know, this is good. I want to go here. And uh, I'm just... I'm just lucky I got into University of Waterloo and uh, got a chance to come here. So if, if I talk about like the master's degree, um, initially I thought that because you are from a certain background in bachelor's, you are only supposed to do your master's in that particular background. So that's what, that was the reason why I chose electrical and computer because I thought that's the only way out. But I think after coming here, I got to know so many students who are applied to systems engineering, to management science, to, they were like, they were so interesting fields. And uh, I think that was the first time I actually got the exposure to how, you know, diverse, uh, you know, fields people offer in Canada. And um, if I talk about my particular program that is electrical and computer engineering, the first thing that caught my eye was, we were given the liberty to choose the subjects. I was like, wow, like this is going to be fun because you have each term you are given few subjects, like not few actually, like there are 10 to 15 subjects and you select the subjects, whichever you want to choose, customize your master's program that way. So I think I really like that approach. Um, the second interesting thing that I came across was during one of the exams, uh, you know, those uh, semiconductor uh, semiconductor courses where you have so many uh, equations uh, that we had to remember during our exams. Uh, I think the best part here was uh, the professor said you're allowed to prepare a cheat sheet, like, you know, one page cheat sheet. And I was like, that's so cool. So I don't have to like spend time remembering the formulas. And the exam was based on where will you use these formulas? And it was so interesting that that was the part where my perception to learning actually changed, um, uh, especially coming from, you know, how we study just based on theoretical aspects and like just to like get done with exams. Here it was more of a very practical approach and like applied uh, engineering, I would say. And uh, I also had one course where there was one question paper and the whole class was supposed to submit one answer sheet so there were like five to six questions so professor left it on to us how we want to give that one answer paper among a group of like 20 to 25 students so i think that taught us how to uh, delegate questions to like groups like how to form groups who will study what and even in that particular group one student will research on that question one student will be responsible for writing that and I think that overall process of just being in that group and being in that environment of whole class working together, like just submitting one answer paper was, I think, very fascinating. So I, I would say I really loved my experience uh, 
as a student for masters in university of waterloo wow that is pretty cool insight especially the last uh, in- part like generally every organization works in a manner where probably a team of 20 30 are delivering one project and exactly. everybody takes like parts of it and finally you have the end product out there so kind uh-huh. of like a i would say a demo of that was something you could implement while in school definitely definitely and not only just studies but like the overall aspect of having people from so many countries working together like in one group you get to know so many different approaches to how they solve problems how they look at different uh, you know things to solve and especially there were like uh, we had this um, uwic which was university of waterloo indian connection and i w- i was i was a part of it as well and i'm also a choreographer so i used to choreograph dances for all, for each term that we performed so even like i i had like a very well rounded exposure and experience while i was doing masters how was your time at blackberry how long did you work there i actually worked, so including my internship i worked there for 13 months and then the layoff season started <laughs> how was the 13 months they were amazing amazing and that was my actual first experience like you know in a corporate environment so it was also new to me and uh, uh, actually the funny part is uh, you know how we address our seniors with sir in india so here it it was so difficult for me to call them by their name because i used to call them sir and they said no you're not supposed to call us sir just call us by our name so i think that was a very uh, difficult part for me it took me some time but then i got there because they were like also senior to me and uh, that was difficult but i think overall i got to know how uh, a corporate company works and you know the different departments they have uh, basically getting to know the bigger picture of how a company operates and being a small part and a contributor to the whole company you know what that delivers and uh, even except my work experience there used to be these different e- events happening like there used to be this ui ux department while i was an intern and they had they used to do these studies design studies so i i always you know participated in those things because it gave me a more exposure to my testing experience as well and i really got to network with the person who was in charge of that we had conversations and uh, i i think i it I, i took initiative so i feel that is that is why i had that experience if if you don't take initiatives on your own and you just keep doing as you are told then then maybe you might not get that overall experience and uh, after that i think like you said there was like a layoff season that started and then you moved on to uh, your next job that is at prox solutions correct correct there was a time when they laid off 600 people all together at the same time and uh, so because i was in waterloo during that time and uh, and the funny part was i only had like one year experience and the other people who were getting laid off were having like so many years of experience working in blackberry and then it so it was very difficult to find a job because everybody who was getting laid off they had their houses and everything like mortgages and everything in the area of kitchener waterloo and they didn't want to leave it so they preferred to stay there so all of those jobs were like uh, like you know so so scarce i had to give some time to actually look for jobs or look for other jobs outside of software testing but i would say a really good part was of canada was if you get laid off then you get money from the government even if you are not a permanent resident so i was on a work permit 
and I used to get half of my salary every month uh, just because I'm in Canada and because I was laid off without any fault of mine. So I think that that was really cool. I didn't expect it. And it really gives you uh, a boost, right? Because especially when you're in a country and uh, you want to earn because of the education and everything that you did there, it's, it's a very tough time. So I think that was really supportive. And then what was your role in Brock Solutions? Uh, so yeah, coming to Brock Solutions, initially when I started, it was the role of a software testing specialist. So I continued the same role that I used to do in BlackBerry for six months. Um, I think then there came a time when I was like, okay, what's, what's next? Because, you know, my initial goal was to come to Canada to study in Waterloo and work in BlackBerry. So that goal was done. You know? So it was time for me to think about my next goal. And to be very honest, the goal, the initial goals were actually based on what people around me were doing while I was a bachelor student. You know, everybody is going for master's abroad. I, I can also go for master's abroad. And, you know, this is a good company. Okay, I, I also want to work in a good company. So I felt like those were very, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it is wrong, but I wasn't that conscious enough to create my goals in a very conscious way, which at that age, maybe nobody does. But I think uh, when I got this opportunity to work in Brock Solutions after six months, there was this internal posting of software sales proposal developer. And uh, uh, fortunately, I had a chance to, like, even before I knew about this opportunity, I had a chance to interact with uh, one of the managers in that department when I joined the company. And we had a really good interaction, just, you know, uh, because we were together on on a trip to the airport. Uh, so the company made baggage tracking solutions for the airport. So they took us to the airport to see like the behind the scenes, how it works and everything. And then when this job came up, uh, I asked the HR, like I'm interested and I want to interview. And she connected me to that same person who I had a really good rapport with. So I think that really worked out because she already knew me. She knew my thoughts and all. And uh, she took my interview. Then I had another interview and I got the position. Which was which I I was so grateful for because I had only given the company six months and they gave me an opportunity to make that transition to another role just within six months and that too for like you know management position and I think in my team I was the youngest it was a team of like twenty five and I was the youngest in that team and I think my manager and I we were the only two like uh, women in the whole of the that group but I would say. Uh, my uh, my manager, her name was Janet, and she played a really good role. She, uh, you know, she played a role of a mentor along with being a manager, and I think that really helped me and see different perspectives, especially how to write. Because uh, my role it consisted of writing proposals for airports and airlines, and uh, basically also along with creating proposals, we used to create budgets for them. So I used to also work with the developers. I used to work with the project manager. So it was like a really good experience for me to see the whole picture of how a company operates rather than, you know, sitting in my desk, sitting on my desk and just doing the testing of that one application. Now I could see a bigger picture of how sales operate, how project managers work. And uh, so I think that that was really good exposure. And I think my writing really improved from that role. Wow. Awesome. And uh, 
what what made the whole shift uh, from brook solutions to now the boarding pass for success i uh, that's also uh, very interesting uh, actually uh, like i said you know i was exploring new things so i worked as a software sales proposal developer for one and a half year and then i was like once sitting on my desk and was thinking is this something that i want to do for the rest of my life and the answer was not sure it was leaning towards no like there's something more i want to do and i feel uh, it's so important to ask that question early because if the answer is yes i mean if the answer is yes that means you are actually really excited for what you are doing but if the answer is no you really need to think and reflect on what next trajectory you want your life to go into and if it is done early it's even better uh, for you so uh, i think that was the time and i didn't know I, i i knew i wanted to do something but i didn't know what what is that next thing that i wanted to do um so i think it i took time to explore i gave myself time to just explore uh, just you know i started writing journals and uh, from writing journals i started writing short stories just you know for fun so i just followed what instinctively uh, came to me and i just followed it like i did not see it okay where will i apply there's no if i felt like doing it i just did it irrespective of i also tried some you know photography and things like that just to widen my perspective so i tried different things i used to write a lot uh, ask myself questions and i think that happened because i was alone if i was in india i might not have been able to do that because i was alone here it gave me time to like uh, have these uh, these discussions with myself and uh, i think I, i was always fascinated with uh, teaching and learning and uh, especially interacting with students i had all i was also helping students you know who wanted to come to canada and us help them write sops and recommendation letters and all those things so that was always there um but i think the trigger point was i was having this conversation with my colleagues and uh, who were indians and we were talking about this education system you know how it is in india and how it is over here and we were all complaining like why is education like this in india and you know why why can't they also do this what we experienced over here so i think that was a moment where i realized okay we keep having these discussions but then i asked myself what am i doing about it if i'm complaining am i doing something about it and that's where it started uh, you know that's where i knew that this is the cause that i want to you know work towards and i felt a very different kind of energy when i realized that it gave me like a boost and even like next day when i went to work my manager was like so you said like you look re- you look really happy today and i think it it was it was being reflected on my face and you know what i wanted to i started imagining how i would talk to students like have a center where i can consult students and all it, i still did not have like a definite plan but i saw myself doing that and that really excited me uh, to work towards that and then eventually i uh, initially what i did was i started boarding pass for success website and i started putting up my short stories and whatever i learned from my experience i just started putting it out there that since this has helped me maybe it could help people 
who are also going through the same path maybe it can help them and then i think one day i was sitting in a park and i just decided to create a video uh, because it was so beautiful and i took out time to go there to the park and uh, i don't know if you guys have uh, experienced it before but it's very weird when you see yourself in the video or if you listen to yourself talk i don't know if you guys have experienced that but i i, I, I can't imagine it's not me it's very weird so i've struggled our edits for like the first few rounds <laughs> like oh my god who's going to listen to your voice again and then yes. edit it as well yes yes exactly and i was passing through a very similar phase uh, but that time i was like you know what i'm just going to put this video out there on social media and people can judge my voice people can judge what i'm saying i don't care i'm just going to put it out there because i wanted to get rid of that you know uh, because that feeling had been there with me since a long time and i just wanted that to be out there so i think that was the first time i actually spoke something and then people really liked it so i was like all those assumptions were just in my head it, it's not like that in reality and uh, i think that was then i started making more videos i started posting them and uh, then i thought i want to improve my speaking skills so i joined this to this platform called toastmasters international uh, and to all the listeners it's it's a really good platform they have toastmasters is there in almost every city of the world so if you want to join such a platform i would always recommend to join that and uh, the best part was the toastmaster platform that i joined was really or like uh from the, it, it was started many years ago so there were like people who had been a part of that for 20 15 to 20 years and they were all awesome speakers i think just hearing them gave me a lot of insight into what the audience wants and uh, i think it was my first time that i had to give my icebreaker speech on frequencies of my life and i think that was the first time that i spoke without any inhibitions i just went there just did what i wanted to i i just wanted to be true to myself and my story and i felt i realized that time that audience connects with you more when you are true to yourself when you are bringing out that true story instead of because i used to take part in a lot of elocution and debate competitions back in college and they were all prepared i i used to like like not never prepare i was always prepare and i was good at remembering things so it gave me a boost in college but this was the first time when i was like no i mean of course i prepared keywords but it was never it was not like a rehearsed speech um so i think that's the time when i realized and i put that video out there and it was so much appreciated uh, and you know you will realize often in your life that when you look back like the dots connect themselves uh, i started going to toastmaster because i wanted to improve speaking there was nothing there was no definite plan for what i wanted to do uh, i started making videos i started uh, uh, you know writing sh- short stories so i think those things really helped during my first talk because first i was speaking i was presenting and i i, I also had to write uh, you know and have a structured way of speaking so i think those things all came together during my first talk and then one 
when I put that out on social media, one of the professors from another college approached me to speak to their college. And I think it, it just went on. And today we have given seminars and webinars to 25 schools in Gujarat, Mumbai, and Chennai uh, recently, just last week. And we have uh, spoken to over 4,000 students. So it was never you know, a definite plan. I, I was just exploring, doing what I like. And it, I feel opportunities come along. It's the intention with which you project your vision. Uh, you learn skills along the way. But all of those things helped me to achieve my vision do, for doing something or taking an initiative for the education system or for the students of India. So yeah, I think that was a long journey and also a long talk. But yeah, that was, you know, in a nutshell, yeah, this is, this is how it happened. Yeah, that was a very beautifully put, uh, and it's a very inspiring story. Everything uh, you you were able to give all these talks and talk to all these students because you forced yourself or had, you know, courage enough courage to put that first video out there, right? So exactly, yeah, like exactly. people who are doubting themselves, uh, it is so easy these days to just create something and put it out there. You never know what happens. Uh, so, like, fast forward into yes, now you have your sessions where you do more in terms of speaking engagements and then you have your podcast STEM career counseling and uh, that's where you kind of talk to a lot of amazing people from different fields so I mean if we if we wanted to like get like a nutshell understanding of some probably top five learnings out of all your conversations that have happened with such amazing people so far like if you had to sum them up what would they be? Uh, uh, actually before I talk about that I will mention one thing that uh, this was started because usually have seen students, they ask about the career paths to their parents or to their friends or to the relatives, neighbors. So they would give you insights, but that would be very limited just based on what they have heard. I felt if you want to make a decision and that too for your life, it is better to get answers from the people who are into that field, who are actually experiencing that they are the people to give you the right uh, you know the practical like the reality of the job market requirements and if you would like it or not how is the work life so I think that was the intention with which this was started because you know even if there is one career coach he or she might not have uh, all the knowledge of all backgrounds so they are not at a level to actually say you know you should do that so I wanted to connect people from different backgrounds directly to students. So that was the way this was started with. And I think if the, the coming back to your question, based on all of these conversations that I've had a chance to speak with so many engineers and researchers out there from India, US and Canada, uh, I felt the common uh, and important things that I have learned and which students should also know about is First, these people were also clueless when they were in undergrad. So it's okay if you don't know where your life is leading. It's okay. Uh, it's never a fixed time when, you know, I, I should have a passion by the age of 20. It's not, That's not true. I have seen um, a speaker, like, he found his passion at the age of 27. Initially, he did his bachelor's in ECE. Then he went to do his master's in construction management. Then he came to India to do business for two years. Then he found his passion in design. 
and he came for his second masters to you know do his masters in uh, human computer interaction so it, there is never a fixed time to find what uh, your passion is and uh, the next thing what i would uh, maybe say is so whatever you do in college will really help you out along the line and maybe you won't get that time again in future because you are busy with your life your work and maybe family or you know getting married and things like that so you will never get that time in college you are free use that time to the best like if you want to be an explorer be an explorer if you want to have a startup like take risks go out there take risks do what what you want um the third thing that i can uh, share is uh when industry asks students while interviewing like you don't have experience you know this vicious cycle of no experience no job and students are like where will we get this experience if we have just graduated so i feel what uh employers are trying or interviewers are trying to uh, ask by that question is whatever you have learned during your college life where have you implemented that that's that is an experience have you done any particular project based on that have you maybe thought about it more and maybe written a blog on it did you create like a website of your own where you can post your thoughts these are the things the company is asking for even they know that you won't get work experience because you have just graduated so i think uh, uh, tr- try to understand uh, this part because uh, interviewers they they would really see that uh, sparking you when you are talking about what you did during college and um, usually uh, the fourth thing is usually students are in their own uh, frame of mind and they never think how or you know how the interviewer or company uh, what are they expecting from you so you really have to become like get in the mind of an interviewer what what answers are they expecting from you and then frame your answers that way because if you just go and talk about a project which they have not asked then i think they would understand that maybe they didn't understand the question right or maybe you, you're not getting it right so try to understand what they are getting out from you what they want from you uh, so maybe under getting out of your bubble and thinking like an interviewer so i think these are the important things that i have learned and uh, i always ask this question you know what if you got a chance to go back in time and give an advice to your younger self all those answers that i have got from people are so amazing that if if students could just uh, listen to them they would feel like okay what am i doing then right now i should also do this uh, because you don't want any repents right when you go ahead in future so just use the college time to the best of your ability uh and yeah i think these are the things that i felt if students know from now onwards it will really create a good impact for their career decision making yeah those were some really good points especially the first one where like even me when i was in college i used to think everyone has figured out what they want to do and like everyone knows and i am the only one who's clueless like imposter syndrome but uh, yes. everyone is still figuring out even the president of united states is figuring it out so <laughs> like yes. it's fine take your time for well, coming to like your experience it in being in the us and being in the can in being in canada like for a lot of students who are still like figuring out whether they should pick us they should pick canada we have got a lot of uh, insights like okay people who don't like that kind of weather for so long would ideally choose something like us or something like a west coast but like what are your thoughts and what do you think is the primary difference between the two countries well 
the first thing the people in canada are so courteous they are so courteous like even when i'm traveling from canada to states i i, I would know i'm in states now because you know uh, how people talk and they're so nice i mean people say that you know they keep saying thank you and please that is true they do that <laughs> they are so courteous and uh, uh you know i i personally tell students to choose canada it there might be a bias but uh, my husband he he did his uh, masters and then took a transfer to phd in united states so we have been discussing different aspects to uh, you know what students should choose as well so from that perspective what i can say is if you are looking for just an experience and have like a bit of work experience after study and want to go back to india choose us but if you're looking for long term settlement like have a stability like you just want to settle abroad then i would say go for canada or maybe any other country like in new zealand or australia as well uh, i can speak about canada for now but that is the main thing that i advise so at first when whenever student asks me this is my first question do you want to settle here or do you just want to have this experience and go back to india so uh, i would say canada and us uh, they have a similar uh, sort of education curriculum based on uh, it's not just theoretical but how you can apply what you learn for practical applications so that way it is similar um second i would say there are not as many universities in canada as there are in united states united states has like so many universities if you like make a list i'm sure it would be about 200 i'm, I'm sure i might be wrong but in canada you won't have that that many universities so um i mean if you want to apply there you should have a good profile especially if you want to apply to universities in canada what they see is uh, rarely your gre score what they would see is how was your uh, uh, you know bachelor's uh, grade how how were those grades and did you write any papers or uh, what was your research what projects did you do they would be more inclined towards that and if you also have a work experience even a little bit of work experience that also adds to your profile so i would say that is one difference in us they look at the gre score in canada they look more on your curriculum and ielts exam is there of course ielts or toefl uh other thing is for settlement uh i think canada has good visa options because uh, you can apply for pr directly after having one year work experience and it's not a lottery system it's a point system uh you know like unlike h1b so if you also study in canada you will get more points as well so i think there is a guarantee that if you are going there you will get a pr if you are studying there uh i have seen that uh, sometimes people who study in colleges might have a different view so um i think their rules are a bit different so i always advise students to offer universities and not colleges uh, that's one thing to keep in mind if you are applying for canada and they have really good co-op options so you can uh, do internships take a break for uh, a year even a year they have the liberty here to take a break for a year and even i think in united states you have that uh, liberty but then you you are not paranoid you know what if i do not finish my education and what if i don't get visa you are free to travel outside like even when i got laid off i traveled back to india so i didn't have to worry if i'll be able to come back to canada whether they will take me or not in fact they were paying me like you know half of my salary because i was laid off 
So I feel uh, the government really takes care of the people there and the health is free, like, you know, uh, if once you become a PR. So I think all those things, when you go ahead in life, these things really help you out. So I would, I, uh, I would say, yes, uh, research and other opportunities are there in the United States. But if you're not looking for like stable mental peace, then go for Canada. And maybe after having, uh, after taking citizenship, you can always apply for companies in the United States because there is TN visa, uh, which you can get if you are, if, if a company in the United States hire you. So I think that option is always out there if you want to have that experience. So yeah, no offense to the United States, but uh, again, if you're coming for PhD, then I would say go for US because the uh, PhD people, uh, it's easier for them to get a green card and all those processes good and they are funded. So they don't really have to care about the loans that they have taken from home. So I would say for masters, maybe Canada, and if you're doing PhD, Canada and you like then I would say US you can give it more uh, credibility for that. And um, for if people have more questions, can they reach out to you? Is that some service that you offer? Definitely, definitely. So basically, uh, we also have abroad studies collaborators with Boarding Pass for Success, and they help all the students. Uh, actually, they do research based uh, like consulting. They don't just tell you okay, apply to this university. They would ask you questions, see what you want, what your profile is, and actually research the universities that are out there for you and what is the right course for you. So, uh, uh, yes, please feel free to reach out to us and we can connect you to our collaborators as well. So, we'll move on to our next segment. It's called Top 3. And here we'll get like some fun recommendations from your end. Uh, okay. The first one starts with what are the top three book recommendations that you have and which is one of the most gifted books by you? Hmm. Actually, uh, uh, so the thing is, I, I have never gifted books to anyone, but I have been fortunate enough to receive books as gifts from uh, people. So, but I think this is, this question actually made me uh, question that I, I should actually start giving gifts as books. It's, it's re- they're really good gifts. Uh, so I, I would say from my experience, the first book that I was gifted was The Alchemist. Uh, that, that's the first book that I read. And I would recommend that book because uh, I don't want to give spoiler alerts, but uh, I, I just want to say it helps you understand that the answers that you're looking for outside, they sometimes lie within you. So, you know, go inside instead of going outside and ask yourself. Uh, the second book recommendation that I would give is actually I have it on my uh, bookshelf. It's The Art of Thinking Clearly. It's by Rolf Dobbley. And this suggestion was given by my mom uh, because she read this book in India and she asked me to read this book. Uh, So why I like this book is because sometimes we are so into just doing the same thing that others keep doing without actually giving it another thought. Like, why are we doing this? So, you know, it makes you think uh, like those common sense based questions that we rarely, you know, think about. I really like this book based on that. So I would, I would recommend that book because it will help you uh, uh, question yourself and get some clarity. And uh, I think third book that I would recommend is, um, I, I'm a big fan of Dan Brown. So I like sci-fi books. I would recommend any Dan, Dan Brown book, actually. <laughs> any. Uh, I started with The Origin. I really like that. 
I have then read Digital Fortress and currently I'm reading The Deception Point um, because, you know, and this is just recent experience. I'm, I'm reading that book and they talk about MEMS, like, you know, my, uh, micro, sorry, micro electromechanical systems and, you know, how they use technology for around their story. It's, it's really fascinating if you're a geek, I mean, if, or if you're a nerd, you would really like reading that. So I would recommend that book, those books as well. Cool. Um, so next, top three movie or TV show recommendations. Wow, this this really kept me thinking for a long time because it's so hard to come up with like top three. It's really difficult. But if I have the liberty to answer this like in two ways, I would say it depends on the person asking me. Uh, if a person is like, you know, a nerd or who likes to challenge themselves, then I would maybe recommend the show like Dark, uh, which is a show on Netflix. I really liked it. And uh, maybe some movies like Interstellar, if they are into it, I would recommend those movies. Um, and uh, if, if like, you know, if there's a person who likes comedy or something, then first thing would be Big Bang Theory, Friends. And, uh, you know, I really watched, like this show that I watched, Ye Meri Family Hai. Uh, which I really like. I think it's on Netflix. It's a show on the show uh, 90s summer, summertime. And I really like that show. It was very beautiful. Uh, so I would really recommend that. And I'm a big, big fan of anime. Like, as you can see, I have like the, if you guys follow Naruto, I have these action figures. Naruto, Sasuke, all those characters from Naruto series. So I would say if you want to try something different, watch anime. They are so amazing. And people think they're cartoons, but they're not cartoons. They're like, they're for adults. So watch them. There's so many good animes, like uh, there's Naruto, of course, and there's Full Metal Alchemist. There's Death Note, there's Steins Gate. Like watch them. They would, they would really give you a new perspective. So yeah. yeah, I think my answer would differ based on who is asking me this question. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, Death Note has a better story than most of the TV shows I've ever seen. Definitely. That's true. That's true. That's true. For yeah. sure. Yep. Agree. Moving on. So your top three podcast or YouTube channel recommendations. Voting Pass for Success. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I, <laughs> that's, that's the first one and then two more. Okay. Let's, yes. let's do Voting Pass for Success. That's fine. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, second one that, uh, so I I don't watch YouTube that much unless I have, like, I use it for songs more, I listen to songs more, but I, because I am re- researching on the, on the startup project for like gamification, I was actually looking into these uh, maths visualization uh, videos. So I came across three blue, one brown uh, YouTube channel and I, I, I really like, I watched the video on uh, how we explain Fourier transform and it was so amazing. So I would recommend that channel. And uh, what the heck? Now that I know you guys, I'm going to recommend you guys. And I'm actually looking forward to listening to the podcast that you have done in the past as well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the the math visualization channel, right? That That is so beautiful. And like he, he is a math professor and he has an amazing voice. 
and he built the whole uh, animation system like uh, the videos that he used to create animation on is not yeah. done on some commercial thing he actually built it and it's open source so anyone any of those nerds who want to actually geek out they can uh, look at each and every line of code and me- maybe even use it to create uh, you know videos definitely that's a very interesting uh, thing to know i did not know that he did that all by himself that's really amazing 